All right, we are live for the Friday edition of the Mike and Mario Show. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting. Uh, Mario, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Uh, we we had a, a problem with our central heating. Uh-huh. Uh, so yesterday we had a, a, a plumber, and uh, they were here all day uh, because it wasn't flowing through the radiator, so it's much warmer now, Yeah, which is good. <laughs> uh, it's been cold, but I, it's, I, I hear that it's now going to get warmer, so uh-huh. it's like Sod's Law. <laughs> yeah so i just like right now here in michigan went outside and was extremely uh this morning but it was a lot warmer than normal I'm like what's going on it was freezing yesterday so tricky weather but uh so let's uh jump right in so for those that are tuning in appreciate you guys for joining us for this uh, live stream as always throw out some topics or, or comments or whatnot and we'll get definitely get to those but there's lots of things worth touching on and i want to probably go back to the more so the beginning of the week and then work our way towards today if you don't mind and let's uh, just to share our thoughts on what's going on and how all this is connecting together for a, a great cyber type of event coming near you sometime soon, possibly. <laughs> Lord forbid, but it, you know, who knows? But I want to go here to this article. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> Let me go back here. Let me get my stuff together. Okay. Uh, Evergrande. China Evergrande defaults on its debt. Nothing new. It's been happening. I mean, this, this, this. So, question to you, Mario. We've been talking about Evergrande now for several months now. And by up as of now, I think it's up total of 10. Kaiser was the last one that had some issues repaying. Now, were we being groomed for this so that it just didn't hit us all of a sudden or or what? What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I always like looking back at history. And if you look at the uh, subprime collapse mm-hmm. in 08, yeah. uh, people started really looking at it in early 2007. Mm-hmm. There were like, I think there was uh, the first uh, subprime firm was it Century, uh, I think, that collapsed? And, and then you had Ben Bernanke saying, oh, it, everything is contained. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the subprime uh, crisis is not going to spill over into the the major uh, mortgage market, uh, let alone the economy. So uh, I, I, I think it could be a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. I think we are maybe in this wily coyote moment where he he's run off the edge of the cliff and yeah. he still thinks he's uh running he still thinks he's all right before he falls who knows but uh there there are a, a lot of uh companies uh going under in china mm-hmm. the uh they've been trying to cover it up i have to say the last yeah. few months and you have to admit that uh people like reuters and bloomberg mm-hmm. they've been trying to play along that there, there seems to be a, a huge uh, effort to cover it up but now they can't right. so yeah it will be really interesting to see uh mm-hmm. I, I was reading uh rafi faber's uh his endgame investor uh, newsletter from mm-hmm. yesterday and he he noted interestingly that uh the next step could be that a lot of these chinese real estate companies um they have to sell a lot of properties that they haven't sold maybe mm-hmm. and they're going to drive prices lower and, right. and a lot of chinese uh investors savers they put a lot of their money into real estate because uh there's it, their financial system is maybe not as uh, highly evolved as ours mm-hmm. and, and it's a good way for them to park their money so right. uh apparently it's like 70 percent of their uh savings are in real estate so it could right. be a, a real real problem And I know that uh, the foreign overseas bonds for Evergrande and maybe the other companies, it's not as big, 
the liabilities, but uh, 300 billion is quite a lot. I think Lehman's was about double that, 600 billion. Mm -hmm. But Lehman, it took a few weeks as well for people to realize after the Lehman collapse. They're, they're, apparently, in the week that it collapsed, the Dow actually finished up at the end of the week. But <laughs> during the week, uh, it dropped like 9%. Uh, but after that finish to the week, it, it collapsed into uh, 2009. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Uh, there's so much going on yeah. out there. Now watch this. Uh, to even to add more to that, you know, the, the signs that are popping up that lets us know that there's definitely distress within their capital markets. There it happens to be this, uh, this, uh, this right here. And so uh, let me see, easing property, uh, Taurus easing. Uh, so their bank reserves. Yeah. And so they've cut <laughs> the amount of reserves needed for the banks. Oh, oh, let me go back here. I'm messing up already. So, yeah. So just just this right here is signs of distress within the banking sector because it happened here in the U.S. back in, I think it was March of last year, where as of now, there's no reserve requirements for commercial banks here in the U.S. at all. So that means people don't have the, there are no real funds <laughs> to people's yeah. uh, accounts that, like they think. That makes it even more dangerous, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. So that's like literally they are trying to, they're trying to increase uh, lending, but yet once again, most of the you know Asian individuals, as you mentioned, they're savers, so they save in properties, and so I think this is definitely going to spiral out of control. But I think it's very timely how the events that's in Asia or China happening, as well as all the other things happening as well. And of course, we have our numbers that came out this week, so uh, we can keep moving along with that. But then again. I want to talk about, uh, of course, his jobless claims. It was, I think, it was on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatnot. Yesterday, or yesterday, rather. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but uh, historical historical low, fifty two years. So he's setting a lot of records. Yeah, <laughs> and things is not ideal. <laughs> well, uh, this number uh, is uh, basically it's not the uh, unemployment. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually the how many first time uh, claimers for jobless insurance there are yeah. and that, this number is not followed as closely as non-farm payroll of course which comes once once a month uh usually the first friday of the month and i rem we i remember following this number in the, when i worked in the markets it was an important number and it was usually above two hundred thousand. of yeah. course it went into the millions uh last year because yeah. of the lockdowns but uh the fact that it's dropped to the lowest since uh, 1969 shows that there's a there are a lot of job openings. Uh, it, it is positive in a way, but I, I think a lot of the jobs are being created because of uh, government spending. Mm -hmm. it, it's uh, the the government spending is so huge that it's uh, flowing into the real economy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the important thing about that is that I noted yesterday. I tweeted out when that came out because I was surprised as well is that despite having a very tight uh, labor market unemployment rate for example is around 4.2 i'm not sure where mm -hmm. uh, we've got the stock market at all-time highs uh, we've got commodity prices elevated we're seeing things uh, pick up again like lumber and this, despite that the fed's still keeping rates at zero uh, and still doing QE. Yes, they've said they're going to taper, uh, but they're only talking about it. And, and and that gets us to today's CPI, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, let me go uh, ahead and grab that real quick. Even though, even though the CPI came out as expected at 6.8%, yeah. 
Uh, I had a look. This is the uh, highest number since, uh, yeah, 1982. There you mm -hmm. go. And uh, guess where the 10-year yield uh, was, treasury yield, was in 1982? Well, it was at 14.8%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, there's something wrong there totally wrong uh <laughs> and I, the stock market and, and the stock market is in the green <laughs> I, I know i know and uh this is a runaway train and uh, yeah. there's no track uh in about a a mile or so and there's, <laughs> there's a cliff that's the way i i, I feel about it yeah uh, and, and the federal reserve i think people may be starting to realize what's going on here how can we have uh, CPI at the same level it was in 1982 when rates were at 14.8%. And, yeah. and also the Fed funds were probably like 20 or the discount rate. Paul Volcker was a real hawk, but mm -hmm. not Jay Powell. <laughs> Here's that. Uh, I'm going to show that. Uh, let me see here. Just a visual of the, of the message you sent earlier so people can see what we're talking about here. Uh, this is uh, from your Twitter account earlier. Mm. This little yeah. situation here. So this is uh, <laughs> what we're talking about. So six point eight is what we're being told, but of course we know we're being lied to. Uh, it's it's definitely. Yeah. Uh, let me see that. I'll find that Gunlock uh, uh, little graph as well, where he said it's more like twelve point three if you put in the if you substitute the yeah. the shelter uh, for actual housing prices. So uh, yeah, moving on up. And, and actually, <laughs> this uh, this six point eight from uh, nineteen eighty two is actually uh, probably. You know, um, it, it's not a, the same number as it is today, even though it's on the same chart. Yeah, because they used to calculate it differently there. So, mm -hmm. uh, a lot different. So, as a result of this, uh, so I noticed equity markets were in the green, and then I even saw metals was getting a little bit right now, even though it took a early, yeah. it took a little bit of a dip, got below 20, it was like 21.99 or something like that. I saw, I think, yeah, gold, gold, and silver have. Uh, done relatively well here. I think they're still way undervalued, and also especially the uh, the miners, the gold mm -hmm. and silver miners. They're not doing very well today. Yeah, uh, they didn't do well yesterday, but I, I'm holding on. I, I think uh, yes, it's the the place to be. Uh, yeah, gold is at 1784, up mm -hmm. nine. Uh, silver is at 2217, up 20 cents. Yeah. Uh, of course, they they should be a lot higher, but uh, a lot. I, higher. Think, uh, I think patience is always the uh, the key here. Right. I'm I'm more than convinced that the goal is to neutralize these two assets here to keep them out of the attention of the mainstream, so that they can continue to pump. Well, you know what they want to pump. And then spe speaking of which, I want to share. I want to show you something that I couldn't help but talk about because I I I come to the conclusion that literally Michael Saylor is here for the sole purpose of being a, he's a gold hit man. And so in this uh, little tweet he put out yesterday, cause he, he announced he bought book, you know, 7,000 or something. This guy says the best thing you can do is sell all 10 trillion worth of gold and buy Bitcoin. Gold is a dead rock. And the first thing that came to my mind is who are you going to sell it to? And who's the biggest buyer right now? So well, he's central bankers. <laughs> exactly. So if you, in order, and there has to be a buyer on the end of that trade there. So if you're selling all your gold, if you're telling people to go sell all your gold, there must be somebody on the other end to buy that. Yeah, the the so thing is, yeah, I, I, I spoke about that, I think, in my video today. And someone made a comment, oh, you wouldn't dare uh, 
have a debate with Michael Saylor. And I said, because I, I mentioned this and I said, well, I, I think this is a good sign mm-hmm. that gold is hated so much right. uh, by, by people like him. So, but uh, I don't have a problem with cryptocurrencies, the blockchain or mm-hmm. even Bitcoin, but I do have a problem um uh, not a problem, but I I think he's Disturbing. misguided, or mm-hmm. or maybe he's just doing this. Uh, some people have noted that he's a uh, he's like a, a Dupont family frontman. Apparently, that's where he started out. Dupont, yeah. I mean, they they are deep state, the Duponts. Yeah. Uh, so who knows. Yeah, I think it's very disturbing because, of course, I'm sure you can help. I'm sure you noticed uh, David Morgan and uh, John Perez. I have uh, been following that. It's right. Funny. Yeah, it's, so, it's even related to uh, to uh, Maxwell and Epstein. Yeah, uh, Tether. <laughs> I mean, Tether, there's rumors that they, they do have uh, Evergrande uh, off, offshore commercial mm-hmm. paper. Uh, yeah. I was looking earlier this week at the... Uh, you can go into the Tether website. Mm-hmm. They don't have an audit, but they have something done that's called a, something different. I don't know what it's called, but this company did for them. And mm-hmm. they show all their uh, their balance sheet, assets, liabilities. And yeah. they say uh, they've got about half their assets in uh, short-term commercial paper up yeah. to 150 days. But they don't say which ones those are. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Is it uh, this website right here? Yeah, Tether, the Tether website. Oh, if you go into transparency, where, what we got here. Uh, yeah, Tether proof of funds there, maybe. Well, proof of funds. Where you see that? Uh, uh, I think it's oh, right, right there. Yeah, yeah. I think they've just updated it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Up. And there are more, more Cayman. Click on yeah. more. Yeah, click on that. More Cayman. Uh, the Cayman yeah. Islands, huh? Okay. Yeah, that, that's also worrying, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so this is just their website here. Um, oh, no, sorry. Go back. Let's go back. Okay. We got uh, the report. Oh, yeah. The report. There you go. Okay. Let me scroll down. Uh, uh, so it looks like we're going to be right around here. I see some numbers. Consolidated total assets, at least $62 billion, which is currently classified uh, as... No, you got to go more because then it shows you the whole thing. Scroll down a bit more. A few more pages. Okay. There you go. There. You see? Yeah, okay. uh, they've got commercial paper and uh, certificates of deposit. It's all basically half of their uh, assets. Mm-hmm. And if you go into commercial paper, they say it's an average of A2, which is just a, above. It's it's just investment grade. And when mm-hmm. they say average, <laughs> you know, you could have A3 and other, yeah. which is really junk. And uh, it doesn't really tell you where they're investing that. So right. people who say they might have some tether. Uh, commercial, but uh, not tether, but uh, Evergrande. Evergrande yeah, or they so, could I have mean, that's four hundred fifty-nine million. Uh, that that other uh, four hundred fifty-nine other. If you say it could be junk, that's four hundred fifty-nine million worth of uh, what could be considered junk. That's that's pretty substantial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Extremely. And, uh, they're, they're supposed to. They started out as being one dollar for uh, one tether, mm-hmm. and now they kind of changed it. it it's uh, you know. They 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 don't hold all cash. It was understood that they had a hundred percent, you know, cash dollars mm-hmm. backing uh, tether, but now it's like all commercial paper or a lot of commercial paper and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so we have a couple more stories here. As always, for those that are tuning in, feel free to throw out a question or or something like that. And I see uh, Mr. Low, low Blood Pressure have uh, has something here. Let me see. It says, uh, it says would, would you guys uh, ever consider buying real estate in China during a fire sale? <laughs> no. That, uh, I, yeah, that, a big fat no for me. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, that they don't have any property rights over there. I don't think, I think the uh, CCP is going to crack down he even more. He also is asking whether Max Kaiser is a russian agent <laughs> moving uh, americans away from gold uh, moving uh, away from gold and trapping them well in the it's possible yeah anything's possible but i just i my biggest I, problem is about how people are so zealous over bitcoin to where they don't well, leave any room for both like even in michael Saylor's little thread people are saying man you crazy man i never get rid of gold. why not do both so even people yeah. who follow him are saying at least do both you don't dump gold at least do both and I'm like, what like what does he have against gold other than the fact that he's trying his best within a short time frame to get as much of the world into that digital space in time for that next planned event that they may have coming soon? So, uh, yeah, we, we'll find out. But definitely don't get From rid of your Max your Kaiser uh, years ago. Uh, he was very uh, much into silver, mm -hmm. even had a campaign, you know, uh, buy buy silver and. Uh, Sink, break, uh, JP Morgan, uh, break JP Morgan yeah. by silver, but uh, he's forgotten about silver and gold now, so uh, yeah, he's doing quite well. And the big so it looks like he's going to um, he's moved. I mean, him and his wife are moving to uh, El Salvador, they're getting citizenship or something like that, you know, if you can exchange yeah, a certain amount of bitcoins for citizenship. So we'll see how that plays out. But I, I heard, I heard that um, years ago because I met a guy a few, a few months ago went to this lunch and he he went to a lunch years ago uh bitcoin people in mm -hmm. london and max kaiser was there and yeah. a lot of the people that were there uh they they had been uh there was a some hackers stole a lot of their bitcoins so I, i'm <laughs> that's what i was told so i'm not too sure he uh he has as much as he professes to have but uh, yeah. i'm sure he's done all right though yeah I don't doubt in the way he's preaching. But, uh, I don't know about El Salvador. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'd, I'd want to go live in El Salvador, um, just because they've got Bitcoin as legal tender. Yeah. I mean, and and if you look at, like you said, a, a lot of central banks, where they've been buying this year, not Bitcoin, right? Uh, gold. Uh, here's another question here from Mr. Keenan. It says, explain the derivative risk of Evergrande. Uh do you want me to go yeah, into that? Go ahead, have at it. Well, it's unknown, <laughs> Keenan, uh, because uh, a lot of these uh, derivatives are off balance sheet, and they're basically bets on on the bonds, uh, on the Evergrande bonds. Uh, be they, uh, I'm not sure how big the derivative derivatives mm -hmm. market is in the Chinese domestic market. They have a 300 billion liability, but I think these offshore bonds, dollar bonds. Uh, they're in, I don't know how much they are, maybe 20, I could be wrong, but let's say $20 billion. Uh, so it wouldn't be as probably a big derivative uh, exposure as Lehman, but it's unknown because a lot of these uh, derivatives are uh, over the counter. Mm -hmm. They're, they're tailored by the bankers and the, uh, the traders. Yeah. They're not like futures and options, which are traded on a, an exchange where you get the data from the exchange every week. So it's unquantifiable at the moment. I, I, I personally don't think it's that big. 
But what's more worrying is all the other derivatives that the too big to fail banks have, right. and that those banks might have exposure to the Chinese real estate market. That's the the problem there. Right. And just uh, just t- I'm trying to find and see if I can grab it, grab a number of any kind. But <laughs> other than just uh, was as it says here on uh, uh, Investopedia, just talking about uh, how big is the derivatives market and here. You got it as a just a, a measly one quadrillion. So yeah, one quadrillion. So of course I'm assuming about a thousand going, trillion. Yeah, it's going up since then. I'm sure, but it's all yeah. to me. It's all interconnected, and that's the stuff where the the, the 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 trying to understand the piping of the system is so confusing that as no even it's, I don't even go that deep. Well, I, don't even try. I, I I I interviewed a uh, London Paul the other mm-hmm. day from the Serious Report, and yeah. I highly recommend uh, London Paul, and he said the financial system. It's like a black hole. You don't know what's in there. It's confusing as hell. And, and it, it, it can why, take you down a rabbit hole yeah. where it's like, you know, it's, something's going to give. And debt is a, the, pit, the peak of it is all debt. debt and it's, it's coming down right now. Yeah, so. And that's why you have to uh, get your weight up. <laughs> exactly. System, not in ETFs. <laughs> uh, Chris, appreciate you, my man. It says, what will the Fed ultimately do? Fight inflation or surrender to it? They're going to fight to the finish, I think. And the finish will be what that what I think they want, which is to transition us towards our digital economy, sold the digital economy. So that's just my uh, two cents. Uh, I, no, I think they're going to – they're not fighting inflation personally, I don't think. They're, no, going, to inflate, they're going to inflate to uh, – you know, they're yeah. going to try to keep inflating as much as possible. They're going to tell we, us. They're going to. I'm sorry. They're going to tell us that they have to address it. They have to fight it. You know oh yeah. They're, they're going to tell us that, and the mainstream media will eat that up. But then again, their actions always are yeah. opposite of that. If if Powell <laughs> was fighting inflation, uh, interest rates wouldn't be at zero right now. We'd be we'd be uh, at twenty uh, percent because forty years ago, when uh, CPI was at six point eight, mm-hmm. the ten year yield was at almost fifteen percent, and the uh, the short term rate was over 20%, not at zero. Yeah. So like you said, it's all talk. It's all talk until the finish line. All, 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 all bark and no bite. <laughs> yeah. Now let me share with you just some some observations that I've been gathering over the last couple of weeks uh, in just in my area. So I think I might have mentioned it before, but I'm, I'm witnessing more and more uh, of the closing of a lot of the smaller uh, local banks at the same time, I believe that they're deliberately because I saw even somebody posted that their credit union uh, put up a sign saying that they're not uh, they're not receiving their normal. Uh, it used to be coins. Now it's more so notes. So they're not getting enough notes or whatever. So please bear with us. We're trying. So I'm thinking between the the banks that are being closed deliberately, as well as the, I don't know. I haven't looked at the charts, but I'm not sure if they're providing enough notes. They're deliberately trying to create a squeeze so that at some time in a ne- in possible near future, there won't be enough cash to meet demand. Therefore, speeding up the need of the governmental injection of that we need to directly deposit or we need to directly provide this because we, the, the banks and that, all that chaos that they're trying yeah. to ensue. Uh, it could be part of this uh, Fed coin. Yeah. You know, central bank digital currency. But I, I saw, I don't know if we spoke, spoke sorry, spoke about her uh-huh. last week, the, the, the that woman that was uh nominated for well she the controller she, yeah she Ooh. she she like uh stepped down she right because i think right, that, I was, which was so, yeah <laughs> so that that's encouraging but last year as well the the fed was holding back uh, on the coinage 
yeah. for no yeah. reason whatsoever. They use it, of course, lockdowns and the pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> as an excuse. And, and I mean, if they're doing the same thing with the banknotes, it, it's also because they're trying to push people to use um, cards mm-hmm. and uh, more digital currency right. instead right. of uh, real. You know, well, some people call it cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back far, far enough, uh, the those are banknotes and, mm-hmm. and uh, cash is really gold and silver or mm-hmm. specie. But let's call it cash. They're trying to <laughs> take people away from cash. Um, they're doing the same thing here, uh, even though you can still get coinage and banknotes. Yeah. But uh, here, I don't know if you've got contactless payments. Like yeah. We, it's uh, it's growing. Prior to the pandemic, uh, the maximum you could do is twenty pounds mm-hmm. contactless. Yeah. Because it's dangerous. You know, if someone steals your card, they can just go. They don't need the pin. Right. But then during the pandemic and lockdowns last year, they increased it to thirty-five. Mm. Now, guess where they've increased it to? A hundred. So they're really pushing people out right. of uh, trying to push people out of cash. It being convenient and easy is how it's being sold all along. It's a part of their plan. And then this is where I want to go next with this article here that hasn't really gotten much attention. But it looks like, according to what I was able to read here, it's the what would be considered a second uh, exercise. And it happened to include IMF, 10 countries, and they played through some scenarios of what could happen. And one of the things that caught my attention was, uh, oh, can't read it here, but I already, already used up my limits. But in the article, if I can I've read got it, it, I've got here, um, I've got the whole thing you sent me. Yeah, so I can read I've, it. I yeah, can go read ahead. It. Or you want to share? Share if you can. If, if you can share your screen and you want to read from it, go ahead. Or if you want to just read, yeah, it, let, let's share it. Hold on. But share? one of the one of the highlights of this exercise was the go, uh, the government's response to bank runs. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, wow, that's very interesting. So you're closing a lot of banks and you're limiting notes. So that right there creates going to create a hell of a panic. And it's the government's response. And there, so therefore, I imagine it's going to be some type of direct response as far as the Federal Reserve needing direct access to people to get them funds in time. So. It's quite obvious what they're trying to do. Not giving me access to. Share. Okay, if you can't do it, don't worry about it. But you know, yeah, here- but, uh, yeah I see. Wasn't there something in July, July or August? They did something. Yeah, it was. I think it was June, uh, June or July for the Cyber Polygon. Oh, exercise. Polygon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And What's then it was this one. In that picture, there is that the Israeli flag is right in the middle. Right in the middle. And, yep. and Israel now is pushing for a fourth. Uh, you know what? Right. Uh, very timely. So, so someone asked me other day my thoughts as to when could all this play out, and I, my my first guess was it will be easier to get this thing rolling if this is part of their plan sometime in the winter. And so I'm not sure, like definitely not before the end of the year, but between now and before spring hits, to have some type of an event like this to where it'll just be harder for people to hit the streets and protest and heading into uh, in winter. Rather than like a, a spring, but spring also is a good time frame as well because we also have a lot of spring uh, marches and stuff like that that people. Or have done. it could be Christmas. Ah, yeah, it, never, it never sleep on that. That'd be a couple. That'd be what, two weeks from now. That <laughs> would be ideal. Piss people off, wouldn't it? It'd piss a lot of people off. Well, yeah. maybe not piss people off because a lot of people are not aware of this. But those of us who know what they're up to, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past them. 
Yeah, but it's very concerning. But yet, you know, you have two exercises. And so as you would say, three strikes, you're out. So uh, <laughs> will that third be the actual event or what? But who knows? But anyway, uh, for those tuning in, feel free to throw out some topics or whatnot. We can touch on it in the chat and uh, keep it going. But as of right now, Mario, what do you think with this current 6.8 handle that was dealt to us, the upcoming Fed meeting, which is up, approaching, fast approaching, they're going to have to address that. Do you think yeah. that it's going to really it's going to give them all they need to really push this. We're going to dial back sooner. Meaning, you know, cut you know, 30 million in bonds and raise rates faster. Or what? Yeah. Well, I think uh, power is already uh, changing the uh, amount of uh, taper. He's mm-hmm. got, I think it was 15 billion mm-hmm. and he's expected on the 15th to double it. Yeah. So that I think it's going to be the same. It's not going to change anything. Uh, but uh, the thing about Powell is that uh, he he's changed monetary course several times. This is going to be his fourth change. Yeah. And, and markets and f- uh, investors don't like too much change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he's kind of losing it. Even I think CNBC recently questioned his credibility in an article. So mm-hmm. that's the whole problem. I, I don't think there will be much new at the FOMC on the 15th. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Uh, the problem is, and we've said this so many times, and I've been saying it for years, uh, even before uh, they try to to normalize policy in 17, Mm -hmm. 18, 19, Mm -hmm. uh, because Powell is actually raising rates. Uh, He raised it to like over 2%, the Fed funds. He was shrinking the balance sheet. But then everything kicked off, the Mm -hmm. the uh, the stock market was almost collapsing at the end of 2018. Then you had the repo crisis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they can't really normalize anything. So yeah. they're they're gonna, like you said earlier, they're gonna try to pretend they're fighting it uh, without fighting it. And, yeah. and I think the reverse repo uh, over a trillion that's helping uh, keep uh, the system liquefied as well. Yeah, that's something we ain't talked about in a while. The reverse repo situation that's flying mm. on the radar a little bit um so yeah so that and that's the thing like we, we'll never really know what what that's all about like back in with 2019 when stuff hit the fan in august september we, it just came out of nowhere and then of course you know this whole little pandemic kicked off but uh here's a question nobody's special finance how you doing my friend uh, oh hi uh, jack nice to see you uh could we be looking at march at a march uh rate hike now Ah man, I don't. I can see them. I can see them jawbone and talking about they want to, but man, I don't. I don't. I don't actually see them. Uh, let's have ground, a, let man. me have a look here. At what the the markets are looking because if you look at the euro uh, dollar future, let's mm-hmm. have a look. You can tell whether they're discounting uh, a rate hike. That's a March euro dollar. Uh, yeah, there the markets are discounting like a a chance of a, a an eighth of a percent rate hike by by March. Uh, so it, it's possible, uh, and uh, I think they might try to hike rates, but more towards the end of twenty twenty two. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Uh, so I think they still able got, to get able to get more than one. Or just one. One will be no, one, one eighth would be yeah. you know we're right now uh, the Fed funds set 
target is between zero and a quarter. Yeah, a quarter, yeah. So they could raise it to uh, uh, 0.125 to 0.375, you see. They they could raise it by one-eighth of a basis point, of a 1%, which is 12 and a half basis points, which is really tiny. It's an eighth of a basis point, uh, of a percent. Yeah. It's not even, it, it wouldn't even be near half a percent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> this is. Yeah, that's where we are right now. It looks like we are at, that's the top of the range from zero to a quarter. Uh huh. So they could raise it from one eighth to three, three eighths, you see, or maybe to a quarter to a half because they got like a target. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not quite sure what that's going to do for uh, their inflation yeah. numbers, but uh, it's I guess it sounds good. I mean, I guess the attempt is there. The thought is there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's keep but, it moving. Uh, what I would say to uh, nobody special finance mm-hmm. is that they they will find probably a lot of excuses mm-hmm. uh, going for in the next few months not to have to raise rates. I mean, I think uh, this uh, moronic uh, variant. Or Omicron, <laughs> they're gonna use that a lot. Uh, uh, okay, so here's uh, from Mark says, did, did you see that someone from the CFTC is quitting? Uh, I did see someone mention that. I didn't dive into it myself, but uh, are they are they running from something? Is something about to give? Perhaps? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the CFTC they <laughs> they're in there for the the big banks, really. Right. Uh, I think yeah, it was created. Uh, to really uh, to hurt the small investor. <laughs> and that's why I don't get, I, I mean, I worked in the futures market for over 20 years and I, I have done stuff for myself in, on COMEX and other exchanges, but uh, I don't recommend people playing around on COMEX. You saw that Rafi Faber and mm-hmm. a group of guys, they've been trying to uh, get a hold of a, 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 a one contract of silver yeah and they're just like making it really hard they don't want the they want comex to be a place to speculate not to go there and buy silver and take delivery maybe for the big industrial users yeah. uh, they take delivery once in a while but it's not supposed to we're not supposed to be doing that uh, they learned their lesson i guess from uh, the hunt brothers in the so yeah, it, it's not really a, a, a silver or gold market comex. Yeah. It's a paper market. So I, I could care less if someone quit the CFTC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, short long story short, get your weight up. Continue to do yeah. what you can. Yeah, just go outside the 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 system. So the what I'm trying to say to the the guy who asked the question that don't worry about the cftc if you go to a, a bullion dealer they don't care about the cftc they're selling you a piece of metal right right and at, at some point i'm just i think i remember i think earlier a couple months ago we we're talking about what do we think the end of the year price will be for metals and we you get your billy <laughs> says billy says snore on and keeps stacking <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought I remember we were talking about the end of the year prices uh, for metals, and I think we we're throwing out some. I think some people threw out some really large numbers, but as of right now, we still got some more time. But yeah, uh, they've done the best they could to keep it underneath thirty, and they've and they they are, I think they're trying to get it below twenty. To be honest, which for silver in particular. Yeah. But I, I was watching some commentator talk about uh, 
you know, the next market sell-off, expect he was saying possible fourteen hundred gold and and four fourteen fifteen dollars silver. I'm thinking like, okay, that sounds good, but yet the premiums are going to be double. So good luck the, at finding anything the, that cheap. The thing is that the last in the last uh, month or so, we've had some big uh, market uh, drawdowns, like in mm-hmm. the stock market. And what was interesting is that the dollar actually dropped massively mm-hmm. versus the yen. And and gold was actually up quite a bit uh, up until the U.S. came in both those days in the last few weeks. So uh, I'm not too sure about who said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this time it could be the other way around. Gold and silver are going to explode. Yeah. Uh, and the dollar is going to dump. Mm. We will see here. Uh, okay, uh, girl, girl, OG. He's for he's a a regular on my live streams. Okay, so what is that? What what currency? It was the Norwegian okay. krona. Norwegian krona. Okay, it says when mainstream media ten bucks there. When uh, when mainstream media and alternative media is singing the same song, you bet the reverse happens. The crash is coming because of deflation, not inflation. Uh regardless, the response, yeah. the the response will be trillions to the tune of numbers we couldn't we can't imagine well, leading the, towards the hype. Yeah. the the thing is that um it's all about the definition uh i'm always mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about that inflation is the uh increase in the supply of currency and credit which we've had since the great depression since the u.s went off uh, the gold standard mm-hmm. we haven't seen the money supply uh ever go down so that's inflation, mm-hmm. and deflation is the opposite. I, I think Guroji, uh, what what he means is that uh, the economy is slowing down, mm-hmm. and that companies are going bust, uh, like Evergrande and probably a lot of companies in the U.S. A lot of zombie uh, companies. The, 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 the government and the uh, and the central bank, uh, the Fed in, in in the U.S.'s case, they can just keep uh, creating um, as much currency and debt as they want Mm -hmm. to keep things going so that's gonna overwhelm the uh maybe the deflation in the private sector and that's what's going to lead to the the in my opinion to the hyperinflation and it's already doing that because everything that we need to survive like food and shelter and everything Mm -hmm. and, and fuel is going up in price right and uh i just saw today that the new german government they're already talking about more stimulus 60 billion euros just just the german government so yeah. they're not going to stop they can't it's baking to the cake unless they <laughs> unless we're on on a gold standard and they they didn't have enough they could they couldn't because yeah. they'd be their hands would be tied but we are in a fiat currency system there so they will inflate away uh until it the currency just collapses i think yeah while the private sector deflates Right. And, and I think, you know, the, of course, the ultimate goal is to inflate away until that next paradigm. This is everything is being set up to cause as much pain as possible to get us into that next digital world. And of course, our article Bill Gates is out here pumping the metaverse now. So they're trying to lure us into that thing. But uh, Keenan says, uh, would it benefit JP if the COMEX forces settlement and cash at high or low spot, meaning they will ever they will ever never let spot go or if, uh, future the premium gap next crisis? Well, the uh, yeah, cash settlement will just mean that uh, Comex loses credibility, and that's what they're doing to Rafi Farber. They they're forcing him 
to sell his warrant because mm -hmm. they're not loading up the physical for him. Yeah. So they're already defaulting towards uh, Rafi, right. uh, Faber. It was interesting how he said also that uh, the people he talked to they said that I was they, he was they were he, they, he was the first that he's dealt with and uh, actually someone <laughs> trying to get delivery. I'm like, huh? Okay, so obviously the, the system was set up itself just for the paper movement, never to actually do the oh, physical. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it caught him by surprise. He's like, hold yeah, on a second, let me well, go check. <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised because uh, having worked for futures and options brokers and banks, yeah, we never encourage. <laughs> Uh, I encouraged a, a client once to take the delivery of silver, and my boss said, "Oh, there's no oh. way we're gonna do it." So I just you, you didn't, they didn't write you up, did they? For trying to help out the little guy, did you? Did they? Well, he wasn't a little guy, but uh, he was like one of the richest men in Norway. Oh, really? But, uh... <laughs> Here's uh, uh Nature knows. Appreciate the love offer, my friend. Uh, it says Q. Uh, what will you do if the government says you can have you can have silver and gold, but you can't sell or trade it? Mm, that's a good one. What I would ignore the government. <laughs> how can they, you know, how can they police everyone that ha ha has gold and silver? Yeah, there's definitely going to be some type of restriction for those that were prudent enough to put aside real weight in the days in, in the days ahead. But yeah. far as enforcing any type of uh, uh, well, how can the government stop Mike or I taking a little coin, silver coin, and then uh, using that to, you know, Mike uh, makes a sandwich and uh, a drink and I'll give him that and we exchange right. how, how, you know, that's trading. Right. Uh, I think maybe what you mean is trading on the exchanges, but what's the point of trading uh, gold and silver for, for paper anyway? Right. And I think just as far as the, the barterability of having yeah. some metals, when it comes towards the bigger purchases, i.e. using gold or whatnot, I was watching the Lynette Zane talking about, uh, you know, you moving gold to buy blocks and houses and stuff like that. And then when you get into the, 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 the bigger asset class of how you put that to work for you, then that's when a question comes into play, because I don't think the banks will be dealing with gold directly with you if there are any small commercial banks available in, in your area. So. Um, as far as how to turn that into some credit to work, make it work for you. Not quite sure. Not quite sure at all. Uh, Zach says, what are your thoughts on uh, fractional fractional silver? Love it. I love it. I think it's, uh, that and like what junk silver as they call it. Or oh, whatever. okay. I see. So yeah. I, I, well, I, what, I, what do you mean by fraction fraction of what? Like, so I, so there's Whenever I go to coin stop, coin store, I look for like the one gram. Was that one gram less, than an, less than an ounce? Or? Right. So they got half a half ounce, less than an ounce. Oh. I mean, they got the one tenth of it. They got all types of little small yeah. little micro. Uh, like, because right now, one gram of silver could be, a, you know, if you were to buy from a coin shop, could be a little bit over a dollar. But the oh, premium might be two dollars. But yeah, it's real small, one gram. That's easy yeah. to move. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm a big fan of those. Or like, uh, you know, the. Uh, I like I have quite a few uh silver uh quarters 64 and before as well though they're nice and I have shillings as well from pre 1920 yeah these yeah. are really nice coins and uh dimes uh I recommend the um mm. you know the junk dimes they're really yeah. nice as well yeah and, and I think you could do a lot of damage with a dime back in the day right now it's still uh, undervalued so here's Bunt News says, what's the point in buying and holding gold when the powers that be have complete control of the market? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, they've got complete control maybe right now, mm-hmm. but they, I don't think it will uh, last forever. They had complete control in the 60s, uh, and that was even an overt control. It was called the London Gold Pool, but eventually the the French and the other European countries that were helping the Fed and the U.S. Treasury suppress the gold price mm-hmm. in the 60s, uh, they had enough because uh, the market was taking away physical because the market knew that it, it, it was too cheap right. and uh, they won't be able to keep uh, the price suppressed for that long. If they could control the market a hundred percent, we'd still be at uh, $35 an ounce. Yeah. And also to that question, you know, first thing that came to my mind was, you know, you know, having gold and silver is more so as, as an assurance policy, that will you will more than likely you will collect on in the form of unrealized purchasing power after your yeah. after the powers to be try to burn your house down. You know, what I'm saying like it's a reassured policy that you have that you've taken yeah. out yourself. I, I think no counterparty we're gonna, risk. Yeah, we're gonna get to a point where it, the the price versus the federal the paper dollar won't even matter. You have yeah. to keep track of how many uh, you know how many uh, gallons of uh, gas can I buy with. Uh, half an ounce of silver or and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and that could fluctuate a lot in a hyperinflationary collapse. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was saying like, just right now, best, best case scenario to get, get an idea as to how that gold and silver will respond possibly in a failing economy is just look at nations. Cause right now the G20 nations are the most stable. So those are the markets where the metal prices have been the most controlled, but you get outside those nations the other 170 or so, you see what the the price of metals are in those currencies. It's so it serves a purpose, especially oh, yeah. in Turkey and yeah. I would even say it's only in the G seven that G7? yeah, because Brazil is part of the G twenty. And you look at the gold price in the Brazilian currency has gone from like around two thousand some years ago, and it's now like ten thousand. So, but I agree with you. Usually, you know, the North American and Western Europe countries. Their currencies are protected because they manipulate it. Yeah, there you go. So speaking okay. of which, you got the, the silver and the Brazilian real right here. It's at one twenty. Yeah. So yeah, if you would have uh, had your couple ounces uh, ten years or twenty years ago and held on to it and added to your stack all along, you know, yeah, you done you well. <laughs> and let's look at gold real quick. And then we we'll get ready to dial back. So ten thousand or so. Yeah, I mean, uh, only only. Uh, yeah, you go back to 2012, it was around uh, 2000 there. So you've mm. done well there. Yeah. So long story short, you know where to be when stuff hits the fan. When your house is burning down, make sure you're insured. <laughs> All right, Mario, let's get ready to dial back, man. As yeah. always, it's great to connect with you. Um, Manico64 on YouTube, everybody know that. And uh, rethinking the dollar wherever you can find me. Uh, let's end on a good note, man. Anything come to mind? Uh, any 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 words of wisdom you might want to part with? Well, Actually, uh, I think people are waking up, mm-hmm. even even the members of uh, uh, Boris Johnson's party mm. uh, in Parliament are, yeah. are like uh, waking up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think people need to hold on mm-hmm. and to uh, say no for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, yes, it's frustrating seeing what's going on. They're really pushing the uh, agenda right now for for mandating this, uh, but I, I think it's all gonna implode, uh, yeah. hopefully. So words of wisdom, I, I don't know. Just uh, live within your means and uh, 
think of gold and silver as like Mike said, as insurance. Um, why, why would you, yeah, it's nice. It would be nice if it was at 3000 instead of where we are right now. But if it was at 3000 right now, it wouldn't make any difference to me, uh, unless I needed, uh, had an emergency. So uh, I would hold on to it. it. It wouldn't matter. And I guess it would depend if there's an asset, uh, that I, I might think is undervalued, but, um, uh, yeah, look at it as money and, and savings for a rainy day. Yeah, I'd agree. And then uh, on, on, a, on a good note, everybody who's tuned in here and everybody who tunes into you are are the part of the 1% crowd. You know what's really going on. And because you know the truth, you know, hey, I wouldn't turn this into like a, like a spiritual matter. But yet, because you know the truth, you're responsible. You should take it upon yourself to help others any way you can by continuing to be yeah. your own witness of sharing truth in regards to this monetary message in particular mm-hmm. here. And just try to just love on people as best as you can, but also bring them along with you because it makes no good for you to be able to, you know, not necessarily profit or to prosper in these days ahead, financially speaking. Yeah. Then those around you are not able to even yeah. do the bare we, minimum. You should help people even if they they're, they haven't, uh, you know, woken up to what's going on because, yeah, that that's what it's all about, helping other people right. and uh, not be too big-headed. uh... yeah man but uh, as always people i appreciate you guys for hanging out with us hit the thumbs up button go subscribe to manigo 64 and uh, show them some love if you have not already and other than that we back out again mario enjoy the weekend everybody be blessed be safe and of course get your weight up but more importantly stay prayed up put the lord first you'll be all right all right peace